0: Welcome to the SOMA SoulWorks podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the SOMA SoulWorks podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about something that uh, it comes fresh off of a conference that we just had so a couple weeks ago we tried to bring together some of the kind of the 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 best uh, kind of most influential uh, Christian game developers that we know we got them together in Oregon like fed them a bunch of food and kind of hung out in the Sun and we really wanted to see what we could do about sort of the philosophical and practical components of where our work and our faith and games where they all intersect Um, so these are all folks who really care about those questions and one of the questions we always ask to that Imladris group is, "What does the world need from Christian game developers right now?" Like, make it timely. What mm-hmm. do they need? Yeah. And and so that was that's kind of what we want to talk about today. So before, like, I don't want to kind of uh, bury the lead, but I also don't want to put words in your mouth. What did you guys come away with? By the way, I've got Sammy here in the office. I, in the office. What am I? This is a studio. We're in a studio. Um, I've got Sammy. I've got Neil. I've got me. Um, I got Hunter on the mic, and uh, let's go from there. What do you guys think? What does the world needeth from us thou?
1: Well, so in my little breakaway group where we kind of went off and workshopped this question, um, our group kind of came to, there was a couple of different conclusions. Um, I think they were all largely the same, just everybody was attributing a different word or a different facet of the same concept. Um, but uh, they came away with the word love. Mm. They uh, were talking about like having, and I think a facet of love is hope, or maybe a facet of hope is love. But um, this idea that through games uh, and just through storytelling mediums of which we were, you know, we chose games, uh, that it can show people that there is good in the world and that people care about you um, even if we've never met sort of thing um, and just trying to give something that's a lot brighter and optimistic of an outlook on the world um, and trying Mm. to combat all the pessimism that we get from our day-to-day onslaught of like social media and and fake news.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that that reminds me kind of, we talked about a bit in the groups and such at the conference, but also I think just what God's been saying more recently is like the the spirit of the world right now is talking a lot about the negativity like all the other stuff that wraps around it, it's just like oh it's all hopeless it's all um, bad it's all you know getting worse and worse and worse and it's like well that's not the message what I've heard from God and you know that's very clear yeah. Jesus is like well there's hope in fact I'm hope and like that changes your thinking like I was talking to a friend a little bit about just the psychology of how we um, work with our thoughts and such, but if you're if you're hope filled in your thinking, you actually change the life around you, and so like hope itself is really powerful as a as a way to influence yourself and your own thinking, but also everyone else around you, uh, your environment, I should say. So it affects your environment a lot, the people around you, and so on.
1: And it can kind of help direct what you should be hoping for, because like a lot of the negativity and disappointment just comes from not getting what you wanted Mm. like if you're hoping to have cake for breakfast and (laughs) your mom makes broccoli you're gonna be a little bit disappointed maybe unless you really like broccoli for breakfast Mm. yeah but but that's the thing so like but if we can learn to hope for broccoli for breakfast and get you know pancakes (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's not the right I don't know where I'm going with it this was really bad um That was deep though I like it. You know, uh, <laughs> anyway we can help guide them towards like you know you you can feel like oh my my elected official didn't win and meet that with disappointment because what were you what you were hoping for was a name on a in a station as opposed to hoping for the change represented by that name in a station mm-hmm. So I guess through games there might be room to be like hey you're hoping for the world to get better in this way, but what if you should be hoping for it to just be better in this way, and it can be, you know, that might display differently.
0: Yeah, I think you're really onto something important there, in, in that sometimes we say hope, and what we kind of mean is optimism, and, and mm. optimism is cool, don't get me wrong, but it's not what we mean. It's, it's when, the, when the Bible says faith, hope, and love, when it talks about these, these really strong, these will get you through life kinds of <laughs> things. They don't just mean a cheery mental attitude. Mm-hmm. It's true. There's there's something that's far deeper, which says the world's gonna be better. Like, just better. Exactly how we might not know, exactly when we might not know, mm-hmm. but it's that settled confidence that something better is coming. Um, and when you see prisoners of war who go into mm. concentration camps, that kind of thing, or, or I should say POW camps, um, You'll, you'll, like there's a, a lot of stories where the survivors compare, how, why did this person survive, why did this person not? And it comes down to hope. Like, not specific hope in, oh, gosh, this is such a good book. If you haven't read Unbroken, oh, it's man. an unbelievably good book. It's just unbelievable, for one thing. It's a true story. Like, blow your mind. But Zamparini is in this um, Japanese uh, con- uh, prisoner camp. And he meets these people who are always like, oh, we're going to be released by Christmas. But then they don't. Oh, we're gonna be released by Easter. And they don't. Mm. And then you know like, they would pin their hopes on something very specific instead of something more frankly open ended, like, I believe things will get better and I'm willing to roll with it. Mm. And so those people who were always facing like hope, disappointment, hope, disappointment, hope, disappointment, they eventually got crushed. Oh um Zamperini was was not he had something that was, I think, far more profound. And I when we talk at Imladris, it's like, the world has just been crazy for years in a way that none of us know what to do with. Hmm. Um, it's the uncertainty. It's the everything's going to hell in a handbasket. It's like, oh, my gosh, what crazy, negative, unthinkable <laughs> thing's going to happen next? Next, yeah. It's that. I think it's so it, it traumatizes us. Hmm. And I think hope is the medicine. It's, it's sort of the opposite of that. Like, it, it's your like, Are things headed downhill or are they headed uphill? Like right. Somewhere in here.
2: So, like, more towards what I remember coming out of the Bible in several areas about this eternal hope. Like, um, there's—it's a heavier type of hope. It's not a specific one little moment. Oh, it's gone. It's something that's longer term. Like, um, when Jesus talks about the restoration of all things, like, oh, that's going to be restored. Oh, interesting. Both kind of now in a limited way, but, you know, when you go to heaven, the new earth, new heaven— like that's completely restored. But just the hope of, hey, it will change. Oh, wow. Cool. I'll keep looking for that. And that's what reminds me about the kind of the end of that story. He ends up with a beautiful life. Yeah. By the end. It's like, how do you get to that? After going through literally the worst of the worst you could think of yeah. for war and so on and m- many different situations for him. And like, oh, and then he ends up with a job like moment where he's like, I'm Okay. What the? Yeah. How do you get through that? <laughs> it's yeah. hard. But he had that more eternal focused hope, that hope that's um lasting because it's not pinned on a specific point in time. And that's, God was able to move.
0: Yeah. Let me play devil's advocate for a moment. I'm curious mm-hmm. what you think. So looking at the world around us, I mean, you've, you've had this for decades now people saying like it's irresponsible to bring a child into this Mm. world because it's so crazy and everything's going to crap and like how do you speak to someone who that's because they've got a point (laughs) they're not idiots it's like it depends on on how you see the things
1: you raise dragon slayers in the age of dragons Mm -hmm. you don't wait for the dragons to go
0: away Wow,
1: where did that come from? <laughs> the internet. I stole that um, shamelessly. I wish I was that clever. But it was just so well-worded on my internet memes. Wow.
0: That's But okay.
1: it, it actually, it it stuck with me that, like, because mm. I, I want to have a family. And so I've been wrestling with that as well like man is it actually irresponsible like because i kind of want to be selfish and follow my dream anyway and then Mm. that kind of helped shift the perspective of like you bring people into this world to help make that change Mm. not just waiting for the you got to take action yeah and part of that as i mean at least in my personal upbringing that one of the most influential things you can do is raise up the little princes and princesses who will take up your mantle once you've graduated from king and queen to sage and beyond
2: <laughs> look at you quoting the Eldridge. <laughs> thanks yeah i'm trying <laughs> actually the, the your your point is uh reminds me of passivity of those who don't use hope in the right way so hope is not to be like i'm just gonna sit here and chill and like like you said positive thinking for a long right. time no, it's actually like, I'm going to work towards that hope. I'm going to help bring about the change that's needed that I am hoping for because it's something, it's an active type of thing. Like um, the Bible talks about rest. Rest is very different in the original Hebrew versus what our version is like. I'm going to chill and do nothing. It's not like that. So the same thing for hope is always, it's this active like leaning into what. Is going to be good because you know and you trust in the Lord in what He said, and that is very different, especially when you do raise family and you're like, "Hey, I want to bring them in." And I, how do I do this, Lord? How do I work with my kids to help um, them understand who they are, and then they can then slay the dragons, yeah. because that that goes against what the world is saying is like, "There's no hope, there's no identity," and there are all these confusional points. But if you raise somebody who believes more clearly in who they are made to be and they have this really strong eternal hope, they will change the world. And that's just cool.
1: And so concrete evidence of where games is already doing this and Mm. what I think where we can bring into this is putting my big old nerd hat back on. So I love the Dark Souls from Soft Series. And uh, Daryl Talks Games does a really good video summary of the psych of play um about the psychology of the souls like games um and you can see it a lot with the new elden ring and everything as well but these are set in hopeless worlds where the 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 corruption and the stagnation has been generations and centuries old but there's still characters within that like your player character and the people you meet along the way who are holding on to some hope and some some vision of this is the actions that I can take to overcome adversity and to create that better ending. Now, I believe all of these are currently very, very secular type games. But imagine somebody making a game that influential, that beautiful, and that like, well, like using that same narrative, but instead of having a world where no matter how you try and fight that it seems to just get bleaker and bleaker. Imagine having this this dead, seemingly hopeless world that as you're going through and doing these quests for people, like maybe they get more hopeful, more people become, they become less downtrodden or more more people gather at your hub or something. Already people have all sorts of these essays, like the one I mentioned, where they're talking about how their mental health improved, how they're... De- a depression and anxiety and everything improved from playing souls games and having this really safe uh, place to to emotionally learn to like overcome these these setbacks and realizing putting into a perspective of like you can kind of live your life with that same overcoming like perseverance mentality um, instead of rage quitting life <laughs>
0: It remind, there's a uh, by the time this goes live we'll have a an article posted on faith and AI and it, it talked about the same question and I and mm-hmm. in that I raised this idea of there's, there's just three ideas I'm sure there's more of, of that games provide empathy or at least the opportunity for empathy mm-hmm. um, and this is compared to other art forms um, they compare they provide problem solving right it's like we got to do something like gives us something to do but I think you're stepping into that question that question of like games allow us to feel powerful in powerless situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they give us they give us that sense like there is hope. There is something that I can do about this even if it's only to endure. Um, and, and that's meaningful, right? This, this idea like I think, I think that notion of player agency in games is so different than watching a movie, reading a book, anything else because I'm doing the thing, right? It's me who's saving the galaxy, solving the mystery, whatever it is. And it's me. Now, that's a double-edged sword because that also means when I, like, enact genocide upon all the alien races, like, that's me too. <laughs> right? Like, so, go full Ender's game on this. Like, it goes both ways. But that is so different than watching Odysseus basically sacrifice his crew to the sirens because he's interested. I mean, like, it's, it's so different than just watching some character do something than it is to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's a really unique moment um, because I feel like the, the, the thing about hope is you can't just manifest it, right? Because it's not just positive thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it begs this question, but then how do you get
2: it?
1: That is a good question.
2: I think more recently I, I've been going through that journey, and it's something you have to practice is what I keep feeling Like this is something I think that I've been walking through with what at least Holy Spirit's been saying to me. It's like it's something you practice every day and then it becomes it's kind of a habit type thing. Um, It's a it's a way to look at the world. It's a um, a lens, so to speak, on situations around you um, because there's stuff out of your control. But do you have that lens of hope that you're looking through for that situation? That's leading past that situation because almost all of them are momentary and there's a few that will hit you in a longer term but you still have to have that point of view that is hope filled that is leading towards oh I know God can restore out of this situation I know that there is something else that he has for me so that lens is something you have to practice like at each time a situation comes up so it's in the day, but it's also a regular routine that you, or a regular way of looking at things you experience. Oh, wait, am I being hopeful about it? Um, am I looking at the longer term things that God can do and and can bring about? Or if I would just focus, it's not just negative thinking, it's actually a different viewpoint is what I keep feeling.
1: In a a group I was in growing up, we defined hope as a combination of faith and love. It asks us to trust in ourselves and in others and to believe in the goodness of the world and the inherent kindness of people. And so love and faith are defined. So faith is defined as um, what pushes us forward. It gives our life direction and helps us to strive to fulfill our dreams. And for being a Christian group, it was the belief in a higher power, um, and also in our family and our friends, and like that sort of, like, they got us. And where is love? Because I liked the definition of love. One second. Um, Love is a link that binds us all together, no matter how far apart we may be. So... I guess in many ways it's kind like it's kind of the optimism but it's it's really just the interpretation of the world around us. And instead of interpreting a setback as as a, an absolute this is we're going downhill, like it could just be a stumble, a, just a, a pothole in the road, not not a crevice.
0: That's good. That's good. I think the, uh, what was interesting, and you mentioned, like, when we were at Imladris, this, this notion of, like, what does, how do the different groups, how do different people, how do they all express this? There did seem to be an awareness that culturally, globally, there's there's just a lot of darkness. There's a lot of despair, despondency. There's a lot of depression. Um, you know, we talked about how, um, uh, you know, suicide is now the leading cause of death among Mm. adolescent girls like the leading cause of all the things um that more people it's the depression is the leading cause of uh, work disability globally um the uh the you know the antidepressants are now like the second most prescribed group of medicines in the world and i'm not sassing antidepressants in any way but it's it says something that the world has this crisis of hope and this didn't happen this year Mm. i think certainly the I, th- I think certainly the um, the coronavirus and everything exacerbated something that was already there because these are these are trends that were decades in the making, mm-hmm. um, and so it, like just being aware of that moment, like wow, we have a crisis of hope <laughs> in our whole world, it's a pretty it's a pretty smack you in the face kind of a thing, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I think I think it also is a like, in the in the best possible tradition of Christians, like that's an opportunity, right? In those like we have something to offer here. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I don't purely mean the gospel. That's certainly part of it. But even in the sense of like, what do you think, what do you think the church in a common grace perspective, what do we bring to this? Um, What could we offer? Um, That's not just happy talk, right? And not just, you know, not something trite. I'm seeing all the, the eyes up and to the left, like, oh, I threw a fastball at you. you got to think about that one.
1: <laughs> see, I have, I have some thoughts, but they're not baked enough that I'm not sure Well, I for what it's really worth, I don't have any thoughts them. either.
0: So like, whatever you say is better than what I got. Okay.
1: <laughs> I just know that one of the, the biggest damages that I see in my friends and acquaintances who have been hurt by the church, that it's this... This notion that the church is kind of thumbing their nose at everybody else for, like, we have the high ground and, like.
0: (sighs) Don't do it, Anakin. I know. I was thinking that, too.
1: (laughs) 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 That being able to. To, I guess. Yeah, I like I said, this was not baked enough to share.
0: Well, I think you're I think on to the thing that was – because one thing that, that the world doesn't need is judgment. Yeah. Right. Right? It doesn't need us wagging our fingers, you know, like, I told you so. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like we're all humans, we're all – which is to say we're all God's children, and we are all worthy of love and value. Like, that's something. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. gosh. Nice. Um, and, and I think the other thing is, is, is a confidence that the future can be better than the past. Yeah. Um and I, and I don't want to I'm not rolling into like progress with a capital P. I don't mean that. I mean that that we'll the sky papa is loving, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I guess to start by like giving forgiveness, rec- recognition like we have to forgive others before God can really truly forgive us. We're the yeah. the yeah, definitely. We need to not make like the, oh, this person burning in hell games. Like those, <laughs> let's not do that. It's a bad idea.
0: Like Dark Souls, nothing like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no hell in Dark Souls. No. <laughs> Dark Souls, it, no.
0: <laughs> now, Neil, you have that look on your face. I can't tell if you're about to speak or you're thinking about it.
2: That's just a deep question on, on the church and how it can respond and bring hope or h- what is its way to say something. And it's we've had such a mixed bag yeah. and because we are human. And that's one of the pieces I think I've seen much more over the years. Everyone who has talked about the church who's outside of the church and they look at the church like, wow, you know, there's has been a lot of judgment or th- all these different things they say that's negative. But there's also like, but we're just human. We mess up too. We just have a different hope and we Mm -hmm. have a different relationship with the person who made us. And that is, I think, the key as we shift away from the judgment side, which is a trend now. It's better in the church. There's a little less of that is what I've seen. But how you lead towards, oh, just knowing that you're a son of God, a daughter of God, that's really powerful. And that changes things. And then also the fact that you Oh, because of that, you know, it's easier to forgive. Oh, because of that, I can see a world change because he's in charge of all that. And then that reminds me of one piece today, which was um, Brock actually was talking about the author and how God is the author of creation and the world and everything that's going on. And we're a character in the story. There's another way to look at this, for all characters in the story, and we have a hope because we know what the ending is, Yeah. Right. I think that's what the church can really bring to the table and then just be messy together. As long as that's all clear, like, hey, Jesus came. He saved. Great. That's that's one part of it. But we're still messy and we're trying to do this well as best we can in the midst of the messy world. But we know what's at the end of this.
0: Yes.
1: I think we uh, when we've talked about the crazy cycle, there's a Mm -hmm. whole part of that Mm -hmm. about. Like taking your mistakes with humility to mm. try and build this rapport of, yeah. uh, I can't even remember what it is, but for- forgiveness and trust of being like, hey, yeah, I will mess up, but like people will be more inclined to give you grace when you mess up mm-hmm. if you're giving that grace in return. Right. Totally. And so the church is held to a higher standard because the church is holding everybody else to a higher standard. And I think... There is a crazy cycle here that if we can, can try to, to break it somehow yeah. Um, yeah. as individuals, as, as organizations.
0: This, co- this podcast brought to you by Emerson Egrich. Anyways, <laughs> um, only for the sake of, of our time. So we've come up on about a half an hour, which is actually a little long for us. Um, I do think this is probably a topic we could talk about a lot more. Um, and it's, I think we have an answer to start with, but I think it's really deep and could go mm-hmm. a long way. So I, I expect that we'll probably revisit this. Um, kind of more than once, especially as we as we all as a community have a chance to think it through a little bit more. Um, but I want to basically thank everyone for, for coming to this. We're going to close this episode now and uh, thank you for coming. And Neil, Sammy, Hunter, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org. And continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.